Good evening, everyone. I'm recording late today. Did you notice? (laughs) That's okay. Some things happened, but we were back on track. So welcome to National Taco Day, Taco Tuesday, and a new episode of... That's right. That's right. Say it again. Yes. Talking about pressure. Come on in and get cozy, y'all. We're going to make this quick and brief. So today, a friend of mine was having a conversation about her home life. And as she was telling me the story about uh, some things that her husband is battling uh, and some triggers that he may have. And I had never heard this story from her before. But it sounds like I've, it seems, I should say, like I've heard this story over and over and over again. Same story, kind of like the Tyler Perry movies. (laughs) You know how it's just like, they got the same storyline, you know, fall for the bad guy, find a good guy, fall in love, get married. Yeah, so it just seems like I hear this story from so many black families, um, especially with black mothers who are single. And they're raising boys, especially when it's multiple boys. And it seems like the ones that had it harder in life, they always have the oldest boy who somehow becomes the father of his siblings. And he becomes a provider of his siblings. And he sacrificed a lot of his own personal time and uh, things of that nature for his younger siblings and then you have the middle sibling who thinks he's entitled to any and everything and he's always right and it's always about me and you know even if you do something to me and I do it to you you will forever be wrong but you must forgive me and then the youngest brother always seems to have it a lot better than the other two brothers as he grows up But I seem to hear this story so much in the black community, especially with struggling moms. And it's like I was reading a book. She was talking and I was reading a book because I've heard this story so many times. And it just brought me to a realization, a realization, which is we have to do better. Oh, my God. I had to exhale when I said that because... It's not always the woman's fault. It's not always the woman's choices that put her in these situations. You know, sometimes you have educated women. Uh, sometimes you have women who come from very strong family value situations. Sometimes you just have a child who was just dealt bad hands from the moment they took their first breath. But society teaches you to downplay the mother and dismiss the mother's sacrifices because she's a mom, right? But we never hold the father accountable for his absence, for his lack thereof. And this is not a woman versus man conversation. That's not what this is. This is not a point the finger episode either. We're not doing that because we are all about healthy families whether together or apart we prefer together but 
we accept blended. Absolutely. I live in a blended family. Um, but we have to start asking for help. We got to stop being such prideful people and, and find that community within our community and ask for help because there is a pattern that I'm seeing. There's a pattern that exists with these moms who don't have help. Brothers, if you don't have any kids, help. You know, we live in a hypersexual society. We are living in a society where you just can't trust anybody. But we have to get a community together within our community. Um, I come from an era where if I went outside, my mother didn't have to pay attention because every other house on the block was watching. And I know some of my viewers who are between the ages of maybe 20 and down, they like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, you know, I come from an era where the street lights was your watch. And if you stepped outside and you was being uh, disrespectful or unruly, you got checked by every mother on that block and every father. And then you had to wait on your father or your mother to get home or whatever you, the situation may be. We got to get back to that. We got to find a way where the community watches out for our kids. It doesn't make any sense that these kids are being snatched up and nobody's seen nothing. You know, that we have developed a no snitch code. Like, bro, where is my child? <laughs> you seen it or no? You have. Where is? Where are they? You know, so we got to get back to a community of self. We got to get back to when we see a struggling mother that is not about sexing her up and giving her another seed to raise her. It's about helping that mother to help train up them boys. You understand what I'm saying? When you take your son to the park, take her son to the park, too. You know, or take all of them to the park. We got to get back to helping one another because these young men that are raised by women who are growing in a traumatic, toxic environment or who was handed toxic environment cards, they plant that same generational curse into their child. So the mother has issues. She projects them out to their sons. The sons become the man of the house. Her boyfriend is just not sexual. You know, he provides, he raises his siblings. They grow up. He feels like no matter what, I can't turn my back on my siblings because I help put them through this. I help put them through that. I help celebrate this. I help celebrate that. I did everything my mother could. I can never turn my back on them no matter how ungrateful they are, no matter how much they try me, no matter how much they steal from me, no matter how much they disrespect me. I have to keep this unbreakable bond with my siblings because I raised them. And sometimes that man grew up and he don't have a relationship with his kids because his siblings are his kids. And his kids are then raised by their mother, who in return is raising her kids by herself. The saga continues. We got to do better, y'all. We really have to do better. We have some successful two-parent homes, original, original mommy and daddy, you know, not blended. 
And the kids still just ain't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a butthole, but you do have some two parent homes where the kids just went left. You tried, you tried, you tried, you tried. And sometimes there's one good one out the bunch. Sometimes it's a late boomer. Sometimes they all bad. Sometimes they all good. You just never know. But anytime there's a one parent home and you see they doing the best they can, don't be afraid to just extend a helping hand. Christmas time, if you celebrate it, drop off an extra gift or send some money in the envelope and just drop it in there. Merry Christmas from the neighborhood. Or, you know, they buying groceries. You see them groceries. Go help them put the groceries just on the porch. You ain't got to go in the house. You know, or here's, you know, I see you bought all these groceries, you know. I, you know, why don't you hear? Here's $50. Go get you a piece of something like that. We just kind of got to get back into taking care of each other. Because we need it. We need to know that there's somebody out there. And around this time of year, you have suicide rates that are high. Because people are lonely. People are tired. People are broke. People are broken. Did you hear the stress that I put in that word? Broken. Broke people. Raising people to be broke and broken. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle that just keeps going. And I come from a a, a two-parent home that ended in divorce. My father was absent, extremely absent. Uh, I can probably count on both hands how many times we've actually been together in the same room on purpose. Um, But I had a step-parent. So I went from a two-parent to a divorced parent, you know, family, to a blended family. And there were other kids involved. You know, so I know how I felt being abandoned by my biological father. I know how I felt being raised by a step parent, you know, and the step part is real, y'all. <laughs> Don't y'all treat me like a stepchild. That phrase is the truth, bro. Like, it's the truth. And then I knew what it felt like watching my mother having to choose between a hard decision and an even harder decision, you know, a, a different, a harder place. So I was able to sympathize with those shortcomings, but I was also able to sympathize as I got older with the, their interchild, like I, without telling anybody secrets or uh, stories. Um, I knew my parents what they had, and I knew what my parents lacked, and I knew what my parents needed. I still do. I know where my parents are hurt at. I I know where my parents, uh, where they really need something at, or where they have too much of, or where they struggle at, where they pain at, where their trauma is, where their toxicity is. I know where they are. So as a parent who is in another blended family. I try not to project that on my children, but you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. And when it becomes hard, 
I look in the mirror and I say, the more you try not to be your parent, you become more and more and more like that parent because that generational curse was never broke. That trauma was never healed. This is the type of bond that you want to break. You don't want to have a trauma bond with a parent. Because it doesn't leave any room for authentic, true love to set in. It's when, and what I mean by that is when you're in trouble or you're down and your parents say, well, I love you. And it sounds like just something they're saying because they don't want you to harm yourself versus, wow, I know my parent really loves me. That's a real thing. This is a real thing. So, because I said I wasn't going to make this long, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because it's way past my bedtime. But don't be afraid to reach out into the community. Even if it's not your neighbor, somebody you know, just observe. Just listen and observe what is going on around you. And don't be afraid to help somebody. This is important. This is extremely important because this is what communities is about. Be willing to step out of the box, out of your comfort zone, and lend a helping hand to someone who may need it. And remember, your trauma is what your children pay for. So be careful on the tickets you leave behind for them. Because if it was hard for you, you can just imagine what it's going to be for them. Because they don't know why they're even in this situation. All right? So y'all have a great rest of your week. I am tired, y'all. So I am going to enjoy my slumber. So I just want to say thank you, God, for giving us this day, this afternoon, this evening. Thank you for waking us up and giving us the opportunity to do things that we need to do. And tomorrow, may it be just as blessed, if not a little more, with a touch of sunshine. All right. I love y'all. Have a good evening.